Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us to the Hospitality Hangout. This is our hospitality-focused podcast featuring the restaurant rabbi and the finance guy. My name is Jimmy Frischling, a.k.a. the finance guy at the Branded Group. Let me introduce my partner, Shatsy. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, I am Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant rabbi, but everybody calls me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind the Branded Group. That's Branded Strategic Hospitality, Branded Hospitality Ventures. We are at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. This episode is the last part of a four-part series focusing on coming together as an industry as we navigate a new means of operating restaurants during the COVID crisis. While on-premise dining has been temporarily paused, delivery and takeout are the saving grace for restaurants. Hospitality owners need to have a delivery offering that includes best practices during this time, and it can be adopted and implemented in a fast and efficient manner. We're going to be introducing you to a few companies that are offering solutions to quickly get restaurants up and running and really create a successful delivery program. Thanks, Jimbo. Uh, Here today, we're very fortunate to have the founder and CEO of Chowley, Sterling Douglas. Thanks for having me, Shatsy. Chally uh, is helping many restaurants in this difficult time onboard and get a delivery solution, takeout solution up and running quickly. Great to have you on the Hospitality Hangout. Can you give us a little background before we get really into the uh, the whole crisis that we're in and what you guys are doing during this crisis? Just give us a little background about Chally. When did you start? How long have you guys been around? Uh, and what exactly you're doing pre-crisis so we get a little flavor for, uh, for Chally. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it, it, this is going to be a fun, uh, fun episode, and there's a lot of really important uh, information that, that we can help get out to restaurants. So I'm, I'm excited to help as many as we can. Um, some background on myself uh, and Chally. Uh, so Justin and I actually started the company a little over four years ago. Over the past you know, four years, we've helped thousands of restaurants across the U.S. kind of tackle the problem of tablet hell. So if you're a restaurant and let's say you sign up for the big four third-party marketplaces, right? Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates. In the old world, each one would send you a tablet. And now you have four tablets at your restaurant. You're paying a staff member to watch orders come in and manually type them into your point of sale system. With Chally, we can basically automate that whole process so that when orders come in through the different third-party marketplaces, we can seamlessly integrate them directly into the point of sale. So you don't have to do more manual data entry. Uh, recently, we've actually really beefed up some of our menu management tools. So now you can actually manage your menus in one place rather than having to manage them in four different ones. Thanks, Sterling. And that's great. You know, in full disclosure to our, our audience and, and our listeners, um, Sterling and the team at Chally was really, first and foremost, the Branded's restaurants were customers of Chally. And Chatsy, who's the managing partner of our restaurant group, was addressing really the issue of tablet hell uh, that Sterling just commented on. And that is such a real issue and expensive issue uh, to restaurants. And and we made the decision uh, to really partner with Chally uh, from the venture and the strategic side of our business when our managers told us that if we ever got rid of the software or got rid of Chally, they'd quit. And that was as good of an endorsement as we could ever <laughs> hope for uh, from our team. So we owe, we owe credit to the managers and Sterling and the team for really addressing first and foremost uh, the challenges we were facing and really uplifting our delivery platform and our delivery services. Um, but, you know, right now, 
uh, Sterling, the overarching issue and challenge facing the restaurant industry is is COVID-19. So with shelter in place and lockdown regulations, restaurants all over the world are turning to deliver to keep their businesses afloat. So if we could jump into it, what are the biggest solutions that Chali is solving during this global pandemic? Yeah, for us, the I, I think that the really the big shift is that you've seen so many restaurants that have previously had a portion of their sales come from on-premise. Any restaurants that are in markets um, or states like like New York or Illinois or California, um, those on-premise sales are now banned uh, by the local governments, and so you've taken away this this huge revenue stream from from a lot of these restaurants. And so these restaurants have basically been forced into only having off-premise as their main revenue stream. And while I think most restaurants had off-premise and delivery either live or on their six to 12 months kind of roadmap, what COVID-19 has done is really um, accelerate a lot of those timelines because off-premise has really become you know, the only revenue that, that they can provide. So, I mean, look, from the Charlie side of it, uh, we're, we're a key part of that infrastructure that allows restaurants to take in multiple third parties quickly. So for us, our big focus is how can we help restaurants and how can we help them fast? So when you don't have to worry about tablets being shipped to your restaurant, when you don't have to worry about having to set up a menu four different times, when you have to even just reach out to all these different parties and send them the same information, those are all things that we can help get restaurants done so that they can get these marketplaces, get online ordering up and running quickly when they need it most. You know, Sterling, you and uh, and Charlie have been on the fast track in terms of really bringing a solution to the restaurants and the delivery marketplace. Um, I guess my question is: Has the pandemic changed your business as usual, or or are there things you're doing differently in this environment? Because I know you were really uh, delivering some some tremendous value add and, and helping improve delivery services pre COVID nineteen. But has anything changed for you as a result of COVID nineteen? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things changed. I mean, just like everybody, uh, when the pandemic really uh, kind of like hit the mainstream, the first thing we had to figure out was um, our team, right? So everybody's lives, uh, even further from a business perspective, but everybody's lives changed um, in mid-March. And everything from school closings um, to now basically forced into remote work immediately, those are really big challenges. Um, and so the first thing that we did was really look at our team, uh, make sure that we we're making the right decisions to keep them safe, making sure that we made the right decisions to support them during these times. Um, and and we, were, we were able to do that. And I was really proud of how the team really reacted and, and rallied around um, kind of getting used to our new normal so that we can turn our attention to the restaurants. Um, and on the restaurant side, I mean, look, their world changed too. So uh, we've definitely been getting a lot more um, inbound requests from restaurants than we ever have before. Uh, I think since the COVID crisis hit, we've seen three to five X the amount of inbound requests from restaurants. Um, and so for us, our team has just been working their tails off, trying to get as many of these new locations live as fast as possible, because we know how important it is and, and how badly they need it. And that's kind of forced us to really staff up and get really creative and think about ways that we can be more efficient so that we can take on all these new restaurants that, that so desperately need these services. 
We noticed that a lot of restaurants didn't do delivery prior to this and now racing to get set up with delivery. And then, of course, there are restaurants that have been doing delivery for quite a few years and embraced delivery. Um, are you finding that the restaurants that have been doing delivery, firstly, are they adding like, you know, you mentioned some of the big guys, the Postmates, the Grubhubs, the DoorDashes. Like, was there a restaurant or restaurants doing uh, they just did DoorDash and now you're seeing them add Postmates, Grubhub, adding all. So are a lot of restaurants just saying, hey, I used to only use two or three. Now I'm going to use six. Is that something you're seeing happening? Yeah, I think we've definitely seen an increase in platform usage. Um, another example and something that we qu haven't quite hit on, too, is, you know, we are big supporters of restaurants having direct online ordering um, solutions as well. So making sure that they have a white label uh, product so that customers can order direct from them. And so we've seen a lot of restaurants that may historically have only had a direct way and kind of pushed off on the third parties now are hopping on the third party marketplaces or groups that may have, as you suggested, may only have one third party marketplace and now they need to get on all of them and they're adding their own white label. Uh, and so for, for us, it's, it's always been like, how can we help restaurants add on more of these platforms, increase uh, those revenue channels for them? So uh, 100%, I think that we've seen not only our, our new restaurants coming uh, on, on board, but existing restaurants are trying to add more platforms. So you're seeing the existing restaurants are adding more platforms. That's great. And uh, a lot more activity you're getting uh, on the white label. So guys that were using third parties are really focused now on trying to add their own delivery platform. I think it certainly makes sense because I think a lot of the trouble I know we've had over the years on the restaurant side is using third parties. It is challenging to change prices and change menus and delivery zones and times. And I think during this crisis, I think you have to really be able to quickly change a lot of those things because the menus are changing rapidly based on the supply chains. Uh, people are reducing the size of their menus to really focus on the key uh, top selling items. You mentioned that you've got a, a new product, a menu management tool. Is that something that you're rolling out? And I mean, today, I think menu management, if I have six or eight platforms, I need to be able to change prices, change delivery zones, change our hours of operation, like more than I've ever done it before. I mean, usually, usually it was just business as usual. Are you seeing that, like those changes? And are you helping restaurants change their delivery zone and their pricing and their uh, offerings? Yeah, and I think that this leads into a really interesting conversation is that not only do you have restaurants who are getting into de delivery for the first time, and, and so they need um, tools to help make it more efficient and to figure out how they're going to offer delivery, uh, but you have groups that have done delivery before, but now have adapted it for what this new environment is. In New York, you know, I know it was a big deal enabling delivery of alcohol sales. Um, and that can be um, a nice boost to, to the revenue model. And so all of a sudden, uh, many New York restaurants that were um, you know, trying to update their menus realized that this is really time consuming, but every you know, minute or day that we save is, is potential new sales. Um, and so we've seen a lot of that. We've seen there's a three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago here that is doing a curbside pickup. Uh, so they've obviously had to adjust their menus for things that, that travel well. We have a couple groups um, that are out in San Francisco and Seattle that have completely scrapped their, their old delivery menu and instead are now doing these, these multiple course meals that you can order for delivery or takeout. 
where each each week they're spinning up a new set of three packages, so to speak. And each package comes with an appetizer, uh, the main course, and the dessert. And so you're seeing tons of people change menus, change prices. We're seeing a lot of people adjust their operating hours uh, because they're trying to target when they're open to when they're actually getting delivery orders. So there are tons of changes uh, there that restaurants are making to try to figure out what this new normal is and how can they make sure that they can keep the revenue coming in. And Chowley is being able to offer solutions for these restaurants to quickly change the delivery zones uh, and the pricing. And like you said, adding liquor or, or beer and wine, which is something totally new for us, having to call or email some of these DSPs. And, you know, sometimes it could take, like you said, two, three days. And, you know, we've got to get these cans of uh, we're selling, you know, uh, the cut water and the babe and we're selling this stuff quickly. We've got to get it uploaded quickly on the menus. So you're finding that you're able to help restaurants make these changes quickly for them and across all these platforms. Yeah, sure. And I mean, similar to the third parties, uh, you know, menu changes all coming in all at once is a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of work immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to make sure that your, your teams and your toolings are adjusted for it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that when the crisis first hit, we were definitely surprised and caught off guard, just like everybody else, with what this new world looked like. Uh, so for us, it was trying to figure out how do we quickly adapt. So we know that most of our restaurants are going to start making a lot of menu changes. Um, so how do we adapt for this? How do we improve our tooling? We spun up a new team um, very quickly, specifically to focus on these menu change requests coming live so that we can get them on the third parties faster. And so for us, it's been you know making sure that that tooling and the team and all the resources were there as quickly as we can so that we can take those requests and make sure that when every day counts, we get those menus updated so that that revenue can come in. Another thing I was thinking about that may be uh, something you can share with us, uh, a big part of your secret sauce at Jowly is uh, your integrations with so many point of sale systems. Are you finding that A, there are some point of sale systems that you didn't integrate with, and that now there's a customer that says, boy, I need this challenge because I want to use eight, eight different platforms. Did you add and, and integrate with some new point of sale systems recently? Is that something you could do? And are you getting more support from point of sale systems now trying to work with you to coordinate getting some of maybe their big accounts that um, they weren't working with you and they're now working with you? Is that something that you see? I think that our point of sale partners have always been really good partners of, of ours and We've always collaborated on different ways that, that we can help restaurants. And I think what's been really interesting from the point of sale side is seeing how quickly some of them uh, pivoted and really focused. I mean, I, I saw some of these point of sale companies completely pull uh, developers off of initiatives that they've been working on for months uh, and redirected it and said, you're working on online ordering and curbside pickup because that's what our restaurants need today. And it's been cool to see them do those pivots because that's really what restaurants need right now. Uh, there, there are a whole host of things that restaurants need in general, but right now there are certainly things that have higher urgency. And seeing large tech companies pivot those initiatives and prioritize um, has been impressive. And you know, point of sale systems, just like any other business, are, are feeling the same heat right now. If you think about point of sale systems that have potentially heavily relied on payment processing, as a key revenue stream. Well, if there are no orders being done on premise, um, they're going to feel that too. And they have to figure out how they're going to adjust their business. 
um, it's just another example of, of all the ripple f- effects and how this affects you know everybody. Um, and, and it's why one of the phrases that we've been saying a lot to both our clients, our partners, and our own team, um, we're all in this together. This is an industry that we love and support. And so we as kind of like a tech community, as a restaurant community, really need to come together and continue to think of these creative solutions um, to help support uh, the industry that supports us. I couldn't echo that comment more. And thanks for sharing it. Uh, at Branded, we like to say it takes a village. And um, and I really enjoy our position of how many different, different folks uh, and different facets of the business we get to work with. Um, and I appreciate you uh, kind of sharing that thought about this industry uh, and how it needs to come together uh, to address uh, really these, these these unbelievable challenges that we're facing. You know, we, we've talked a lot about COVID and, I, and, and clearly we have to because um, it's caused an unimaginable crisis for the industry. We will come out of this on the, there will be another side, we will come out of it. And I guess my question is, um, is, is maybe how do you see this playing out post-COVID or are there things uh, that you and the team are doing for your business model that you think are, are, are gonna be important post-pandemic? Yeah, I, I think that there's two points here that I want. Number one, I think that when we think about restaurants kind of on their digital journey, right? They're they're working on updating kind of their restaurants for what the new digital world looks like, where more and more orders are made online instead of offline, and off premise instead of on premise. Instead of the six to twelve months plan, we need to get something done, and we need to get something done now. And so that's been big. And that's not just for the independent restaurants. There are thousand location restaurant chains uh, that were planning on rolling stuff out this year. And all of a sudden, they need to roll it out in a couple of weeks. And so that's, that, that's, that's big. And I see this as an acceleration. Um, and when we come out of it, I, I think that restaurants will be um, you know, better ready for kind of the digital demands of, of the new consumer. But one of the, the second point I want to make is that there are certain trends that are going on that I hope continue. The percentage of off-premise orders historically that have come from pickup rather than delivery has always been really low. Uh, delivery has always outpaced pickup by a wide, wide margin. And one of the things that we've noticed over the past few weeks is pickup has become a huge player. And there's been a large increase in the volume of pickup orders. And pickup orders are a uh, higher margin revenue stream than delivery orders are for restaurants. And when they're easier on those margins for a restaurant, that, that's a good thing. And so we hope that the trend of increased pickup orders delivered continues because we really think that that's going to help restaurants long term. That's uh, a great point and, um, and appreciate that. Shati touched on it. You and Shati touched on it a little bit. I look at restaurants now and I can put them in really three categories. There were those that had embraced tech heading into the crisis and, and, and they're experiencing what they're experiencing. There are those that hadn't and some of those chose to quickly embrace it. And I know that really is a lot of the great work that you've been doing for, for the industry and these particular clients and customers of yours. And then there are those who haven't, uh, they weren't in it before, uh, meaning tech, uh, let's say uh, embracing tech, then they decided to sit out. Uh, I guess my question is, is um, any advice you would have for people embracing delivery for the first time, because I think when this crisis is over, you're going to see a lot of people that had not embraced tech realize that this is no longer a nice to have, but it's a must have. But what advice could you give to these folks as they embark on the journey of establishing a real delivery uh, service and platform uh, for the very first time? 
Yeah. Uh, and this is a common conversation that, that we've been having uh, with some of our new uh, restaurant clients. And I think that our, the first thing that we say is, is don't panic. Uh, you know, jumpstarting your off-premise strategy can be pretty overwhelming. Uh, there are a lot of different channels. There are tons of different ideas out, out there that they can explore. They get blasted in the media with virtual kitchens. And what about third party versus white label? What about, you know, this type of menu? What about upcharging prices? Uh, how do we figure out potentially dispatching? How does catering fit in? There are so many questions. And right now, we just want to focus on the basics. Right now, the number one priority is getting orders and getting revenue in place. The marketplaces like Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates, they do make it pretty easy. And so what we start with a lot of our restaurants is let's get these, let's get the orders flowing. Let's figure out what hours are you going to be open? What hours can your staff support the restaurant and fulfill these orders? Let's pick a limited menu. What items are currently available through your distributors? What are some things that are a little bit higher grossing um, on the margin side uh, that are going to be a good fit for delivery? And then there's a bit of a journey that you go on where it's, all right, you've got your delivery kind of figured out, you know, your staff, your logistics, you've got orders coming in. Now let's make sure that you have a white label solution so that customers can order direct from you. It's not an either or, in our opinion, it's a both. From there, it's looking at your catering. And then as you start to pair more things on, on your digital journey and on your off-premise strategy, that's when you can start really fine-tuning things, looking at virtual pop-ups and things like that. But for us, it's really trying to get restaurants to focus on the basics. The number one priority is we start getting orders through. So what's the fastest way to do that? And then how can we help fine tune that strategy for you? No, that's great. And thank you for, uh, for sharing that. You know, Sterling, uh, you've been generous with your time. You've allowed Chats and, uh, and me to ask you questions that are on our mind and, and on our listeners' mind. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners, anything at all you'd like to talk about on behalf of Charlie? Hey, wait, Jimbo, before you answer that, Sterling, can I just, I want to just jump in real quick. You had mentioned earlier that you're getting a whole bunch of restaurants that had never done delivery before jumping in and contacting you and say, hey, can you get us set up? Do you think these restaurants that are doing pickup for the first time, like you mentioned, this Michelin starred restaurant, after this crisis ends and things get back to some semblance of normalcy, do you think these restaurants will continue to do pickup and takeout and delivery? I think more of the restaurants that are doing it for the first time will continue uh, than ones that are only doing this out of necessity. Uh, how how many that is, is, is a question I don't uh, claim to know the future. But there are some groups who have found out through this urgency and through this crisis that, hey, this channel might actually work for us long term. But right now, I think the focus is just on getting through this. And that's what we want to focus on as well. Right. Thanks. Sorry about that, Jimbo. Just want to jump in there with that. That is all right, Shatsy, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be interrupted by someone as smart and fine a person as you are. Um, <laughs> I don't about the smart. But yeah. fine, I'll be. Take it, Shatsy. Take it. I'm feeling very generous. Now, going back to our guest and our friend Sterling, um, is there anything you'd like to share, sir, before we wrap up with our listeners? I, I think for us, it's, the restaurant industry is facing uh, a lot of uncertainty. And whether it's an independent restaurant or a large group, everyone's being impacted and is being really hit hard by what the new climate uh, has really done to this industry. 
as a member of the restaurant tech community, like we feel we have a responsibility to have that same urgency that restaurants have in supporting them and launching our new locations um, to make sure that they can get through this time. Um, from, from our standpoint, it's not really a time for, for sales tech, it's, it's time to help those when they need it most. Uh, and it's been really powerful to see a lot of players in our space come together and be a resource for restaurants to lean on for that support. Uh, we've heard a lot of restaurants come to us and they say, I need to get off premise, I don't know how to get started. But we've also heard a lot of restaurants that they go to their point of sale company and say, I need to be, get off premise, but I don't know how to get started. Sometimes they're going to the delivery services first. And one thing that, that we've seen is that whether it's us, a point of sale, a third, a third party, a food distributors are helping. Um, everyone in this restaurant tech community is, is really rallying around that and supporting the industry that we love the most so that they can keep their doors open. And I hope that that really continues um, and we can find other creative ways to help more of these restaurants. You know, I think um, for an industry that that is as fragmented as much as any industry I've ever seen, it is great to hear how many different verticals are in fact coming together in this time of need. So again, thank you for sharing that. Sterling, we know you're very busy. We know time is everyone's most valuable uh, commodity or asset. So we appreciate you joining us, you know, sharing insights um, and for all the hard work that you and your team are doing for the industry at this critical uh, time. Uh, if anyone would like to learn more about our friends and partners at Chally, you can visit their website at www.chally.com or you can email them at sales at chowley.com. On behalf of, uh, of Shatsy and myself, uh, we greatly appreciate you guys checking in with us and participating in our hospitality hangout. We know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there that you can choose from. So again, we appreciate you hanging with us. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on the exciting guests we'll be having in the future. And better yet, please invite a friend to join us and hang out with us the next time. So until then, I'll simply say this is Jimmy Frischling, the finance guy, signing off, and I'll pass it to my colleague, Shatsy, to do the same. Thanks, Jimbo. This is the Restaurant Rabbi, a.k.a. Shatsy, from Hospitality Hangouts, signing off. Please, uh, again, uh, if you haven't, go to foodabletv.com where you can check out um, all of our podcasts. Again, thanks, Sterling. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>